were you to say? Yeah, very well indeed, mate. Very well indeed. Yourself? Very well indeed as well. Yeah, it's a lovely day in Ireland, and I went out for a, a round of golf myself today, and a uh, uh, wonderful round of golf. And, um, oh, well, the golf wasn't great, but the, it was a lovely day anyway, so it was good. Fair enough. Sounds good. Making me jealous playing golf. We do a bit of a heat wave, so I'm going to try and get out for a few rounds myself. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. It's a nice week of weather. I mean, I think it's forecast really lovely all week. So I think uh, make the most of it while we can. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Next week, I'm I'm headed up to Scotland. Um, I'm going to go see St Andrews. I don't think I'll play it, but I'm going to definitely have a look on the the Himalayas and maybe get a, a another course at St Andrews played. Oh, very good. Well, enjoy that. That would be nice. Yeah, looking forward to it. Right, well, let's uh, let's crack on with uh, Amanda in the Stand. Welcome to Amanda in the Stand. Uh, sorry, everyone, we, we missed last week. Uh, it was a little bit of, it's all due to me, um, my disorganisation, and um, catching up with an old friend, and uh, a few too many beers, and not much organisation the next day. That's all my fault. But um, let's uh, let's crack on, back on with another week, and uh, with in relation uh, to, first of all, let's talk about the Northern Trust, and... Um, and what a wonderful finish uh, for for Tony Finau to finally actually crack it and uh, and win win a big one. Um, what what were your thoughts of the uh, of the final day, Matt? Yeah, delighted for him. I, I don't see how how any golf fan um, could not have been pulling for Tony Finau through that final round. Um, surprised a little bit. I think as they hit the turn, I thought John Ram was going to run away with it. But of all the contenders, there wasn't really anyone, bar Cam Smith, bless him in the playoff, um, who really put it up to him. I mean, you can't knock Tony's six under, can you, shooting 65, low round of the day on Sunday. He's definitely put those those non-closer rumours to bed um, to a point. But yeah, I, I thought Victor and Justin were my two picks going into well, Monday, not Sunday, wasn't it? Um, who I thought would have made a run at it, and they both fell off almost immediately. Um, but Tony was just consistent and hit some cracking approach shots um, through the back nine as well. I mean, to go, he went about four under through a spell, didn't he, before um, saving yeah. the crucial pars as well. So really enjoyed it. Um, having no financial interest, mind you, my bets were abject again, unfortunately. Um, but for a, it was a nice way to spend a Monday evening, wasn't it? I think a bit novel. And maybe that's what broke the Tony Finau curse, playing on a Monday rather than a Sunday. Mm. Yeah, it was it was a bit uh, novel, as you say. Listening and um, watching on the sorry, watching it on a Monday night, uh, uh, and once again, no crowd. You know, due to the fact that it had so much rain and logistically, it was going to be very hard for them to um, to put crowds. And so it was a, sort of a stark contrast from the first three days of of having crowds to not having crowds, and sort of back to that kind of the sort of dark old. Day. Yeah, um, but um, but it was uh, but. Yeah, it was. I thought it was a wonderful tournament. What a wonderful New York skyline is in the background, isn't it? You know, it's um, it's a it's a it's a great course. Um, it's it's. I think uh, someone said uh, earlier in the week, like this is a long course, and these guys are making it look like a pitch and putt. And um, uh, I yeah, I, I thought um, uh, that course when the wind blows on that, it's, it would be an entirely different prospect. Um, uh, you know. It, it, I think they had some pretty good conditions and 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 went fairly low. Uh, I think it would be entirely different if if the wind sort of whipped up. But um, uh, yeah, I thought it was a great tournament. Um, thrilled for Tony Finau. Um, uh, you know, I, I was on Cam Smith and uh, and and called him for the you know one of my tips for the week. Um, I'll tell you now when I when when they went to it when it went to a playoff, 
And I look, I had just looked at Tony Finau's eyes and just thought, I don't think this guy loses today. He just, I had a sinking feeling about Cam Smith. I just thought, I think he's been kind of riding his luck this entire sort of back nine, um, and in fact, the entire 18 holes. I thought he played great in snatches and 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 poorly in, in other parts, and and he missed a couple of sitters and um and 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 had a disastrous hole, which he thought really. W- you know, it's just Cam Smith doing Cam Smith things, as I said before. He just he you can't be of a nervous disposition and back Cam Smith because he is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. That guy, I mean, look at him shoot. I mean, for, but for a poor putt, he just about shot a fifty nine before. He shoots the course record sixty, another record, another Cam Smith kind of bit of genius, you know, another record, and yet the guy. <sighs> He still goes and 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 plays some ponderous holes and and, and made some ponderous kind of um, decision making. But the guy can play, and and it's and and, the, and as you said the other week, Matt, um, he, you know the bookmakers are catching up with him. Well, they've well and truly caught up with him now. Yeah, um, sure. And uh, you know, but the guy is. I still I, I said it on a few weeks ago. I said it on my Twitter as well. I, I think this guy wins the FedEx Cup. I think Cam Smith wins the FedEx Cup. He's up to third now in, in, in the standings uh, uh, and I, uh, you know, that's, I'm putting it out there um, uh, and I'm to be shot down if I'm wrong but uh, I, I just think he'll go very close. Yeah, um, he's definitely got a runner form to, uh, to fit it, hasn't he? He's been playing remarkably well and I, I don't know what it is about Cam Smith. He just has a, that tendency to play a really poor shot at a bad time and we saw it yeah. at Congression, uh, not Congression, sorry, at concession earlier in the year where he found the water a couple of times and he did the same early on in this round and got away with a double in the end. But yeah. I think it's remarkable for a for a chap who doesn't exactly hit a long ball off the tee that he's just uber consistent and putting it up to these players who are, up until six months ago, they'd be considered far superior to him, right? And I yeah. think his, his battling attitude is fantastic and to come back from um, the last tournament he played at the Wyndham and shipping it on 18 to then contend again, He's just an excellent golfer now, and his irons are coming into play more than ever. Um, I think he's got a harder proposition this week at a much shorter price because of the length of the course. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, he's contending everywhere he goes at the minute, so I wouldn't be surprised if he did put it up to the uh, FedEx Cup. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, to have him, you know, I had him at 40-1, to 1, I, uh, I, I was, you know, I've never been so happy to finish second. Put it that way. Like I, I, I when 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 he yanked it off the off the tee into the water, I thought, okay, that's it. Um, and I thought, good for Tony. I was and like you, absolutely thrilled for him. Just, just such a good golfer. A, obviously, a very nice guy by all accounts. Um, and just a, a, he just deserves it. He's got the guy is too good to, to not win a big tournament. And uh, and I'm so happy that he's done it. And uh, and who's to say he won't you know carry on. Uh, you know, so I, 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 I tell you something though that really killed me. Um, I've been banging on for Tom Hoagie. You know, I've been banging on Tom Hoagie <laughs> yeah, for year, a year. I've been banging on for him for a uh, for the best part of a year, and I've been, t- you know, I just I, I've been saying this guy is better than he's get. He's better than than he's looking, you know, and. He was. He started this tournament Matt, at four hundred to one. Big, big price. And I fucking walked off him, didn't I? And just, <sighs> um, I'm so, you know, golf. It can be really cruel golf betting, eh? Because if you if you get off a guy and uh, and he does something like that, I really I tossed and turned last night. You know, I was well for the yeah, last couple it's... of nights because I thought I can't believe it. I mean, I'm so. 
why are why are the golf gods being so cruel to me? Why I have backed that guy and backed that guy, and for him to just do that and so well, I thought, God, yeah, damn, Tom it's Hogan. just it's you know? so typical that he's going to turn up in an enormous event, isn't it? Because I know you put him up for a lot, and I think it's just coming into the playoffs when you look at that that backlist of winners, you automatically think, oh, it's probably a bridge too far. Like, it, it may not be. And I don't know how much he considered him. Obviously, we didn't chat last week. Um, but when he goes in at that price, and I mean, it was a comfy full place, wasn't it? He looked like he was going to finish higher than T4 yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a killer. I mean, for me personally, I think it's not the same story as you, but I'm kicking myself over Tony Fino because the last time he was over 50 to 1, it was the Open and I put him up because I thought it was too long a price. Yeah. But, um, that just scared me off. And then since then, I'll be honest, I didn't consider him at all last week. But it is one of those, when it happens, you're like, the last time he was that sort of price, could have turned up at uh, St. George's, couldn't you, Ton? But regardless, I think it's hard lines for you with Hoagie, but also it's just another thing that's going to gonna galvanise your opinions, right? Because you've had Cam Davis has gone in, Tom Hoagie yeah. has not gone in, but I mean, it's an 80-1 to place at, in a big event. And I think it shows that you've got quite an eye for the, not necessarily a young talent, because Hoagie's not young, is he? He's 30-something, but... Um, Un, unappreciated talent, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I well, I, yeah. I think. Thanks, Matt. I think that that's what I tried to console myself with last night. I thought, okay, I'm seeing them. I, I can see. I'm seeing them well. You know, I, yeah, I, definitely. You know, I, I've had a good run of form lately. I've I've, I've banged in a, a couple. You know, a hundred to one winner and a few long. Uh, Keith Mitchell placed at 175 to one of um, Cam Smith this week and and uh, a result last week as well. I can't remember what it was. Um, and, and then Justin Thomas as well. I thought he was too long uh, this week at, at twenty-five to one, and I, I, I got him in for a place. So I got second and fourth, tied fourth this week. So, you know, look, it's it's a pretty. I'm I'm still I'm still kind of chewing on Tom Hoagie a little bit. It's tuning me up a bit, but but I'm going to move on and say, okay, at least I I, I thought I saw. Good. So, you know, okay. Um, Let's just uh, let's just rattle off these uh, this this finishing positions here. Just I want you to you know call out anyone note that you sort of thing uh, that that sort of that stood out to you. Tony Finau wins it um, on the final round, uh, a, a final round six hundred, and that final round of six hundred at the Northern Trust to, to take it out in a playoff um, with Cameron Smith. Uh, John Rahm finishing third, kind of as you said. I thought the same. I thought this guy wins. I was in the ninth hole. I thought well, it's not it's not if Rahm wins, it's by how many. Um, and um, yeah, that was I'm stunned uh, that he that he didn't. Um, Alex Noren, amazing final round, five under final round, um, finishing 15 under, tied fourth for the uh, finish with Tom Hoagie and Justin Thomas. Eric Van Royen was right in the driver's seat, and uh, but for a disastrous hole of his own, um, finished one over for the day, 14 under tournament in seventh place, but got himself through to the to the next round of the FedEx Cup, which was good for him. Um, Kevin Nahr, um tied third, um, um, sorry, tied eighth, um, 13 under, three under final round, with Kevin Mitchell uh, also um, got scraped into the playoffs um, with a 13 under at two under final round. Eighth as well with Corey Connors played well for at the tournament, finished one under for the uh, final day, thirteen under for the tournament, and then just outside the top uh, top ten, Patrick Cantlay, uh, Keegan Bradley, Harold Varner the third, and Hudson Swafford and Shane Lowry all tied on twelve under and tied for eleventh. Anyone sort of um, in that tournament outside, you know, the ones we've talked about, anyone in that tournament that's, that stood out to you, Matt? 
Um, it was much of a muchness, I thought, in behind. There's a. I always have a like a look back through the stats for the tournament only in on in the week early after. I did it this morning. Um, obviously, when they're high in the leaderboard, they're going to have good stats because that's the reason that they finished well. But I thought Alex Noren was actually, and he, a lot of it was through putting. But actually, his approach play has been so much better lately, and he's actually playing really good golf. As is EVR. Obviously, EVR has got his win, but both of those players were poor earlier in the season they've done virtually nothing and Norrin um, nodded to that when he was interviewed yesterday he was asked about the Ryder Cup and he pretty much just just shoved it out and said no I've been nowhere near good enough for that I'm just just focusing on improving my golf but he's actually playing really well he played he was top 25 in approach play um, and number one in putting which obviously is never going to hurt you um, but actually a name I was looking back through the stats and one of the names surprised me and I'm actually going to bet on him this week um, and I was looking back through the approach play stats um, and in the top five in strokes gained approach was Cam Champ, which hasn't happened for a long time. And I know he also got his win, um, but he's back mm. out to triple figures this week. And I mean, I'll talk a bit more about him when I talk about picks, but he's not hit his irons that well in a long time. And he's actually a reasonable putter on bent. That's been improving lately too. So gain, Cam Champ gaining strokes putting and top five in approach play, it might be a good makeup for a bomber's course for me. Yeah, Cam Champ... Uh... As you say, I, I, I stopped and looked at him as well when I was uh, looking through today uh, at the odds. I thought, gee, he's long odds for a guy that's come off a win and, as you say, um, looks to be playing quite well. Um, Eric Van Rooyen, I noticed as well, he's he's still 80-1 to 1 with the bookies. and not, I, I'm surprised at that. Um, uh, okay, he's not, you know, a, what you'd call a marquee player and there's a pretty, it's a very strong field and all of that, but... Gee, he's been playing really well, Eric Van Rooyen. Uh, and yeah, if nice. it wasn't for, for one bad hole uh, on Sunday, he was right there. And uh, I thought 80 to 1 for him was very tasty. I'm, I'm still kind of humming and ahhing about him, actually. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, okay. Let's now look ahead then to, the, to this week, and it's the BMW Championship. Um, now, uh, once again, we're on this kind of course rotation thing, which is not great because we're on another course that we, we know bugger all about uh, and the way that it's not been played um, in, a, in a PGA um, tournament. Uh, and, and it's called the Cave Valley Golf Club in Baltimore. Uh, the specs on it are at 7,542 yards. It's a par 72. There are four par threes, 10 par fours, and four par fives. So while it's long enough in terms of seven and a half thousand um, yards, you know, it's, it's, it's par 72. So there are four par fives. There is, you know, plenty of opportunity there for the, for the bombers, I guess, more than anyone. But well, anyone who gets it out into the, into the fairway, because I'm, I'm kind of, I've been a little bit caught in the past thinking that there's anything beyond seven and a half thousand is a bomber's course. It doesn't necessarily make that that to be true. It just means that if you if you get it out there on the on the um on the on the dance floor in terms of the fairway, you can uh, you can give yourself a chance. You don't have to be a bomber because um uh, that that stats made a liar of me in in, the, in this year. So I'm I'm trying to be careful about that. Um, just thinking anything above seven and a half thousand, you have to be a bomber to to compete. That's not necessarily true. Um, it's a green, uh, bent grass greens. Um, architect is Tom Fazio, and 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 the kind of the comparison kind of courses, uh, uh, Conway Farms, the old white TPC um, TPC deer run, Congressional, apparently, and and Congaree. Um, 
So, as, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit in the dark on this course. I'm going to kind of base my picks on, on current form because I think that I, there's enough there for me to, I, I think if, you know, I, I think there's enough there for to me to go on, on current form being on the fact that we don't really have any um, any sort of background on cave on, on cave farm. What about you, Matt? What, what do you think? Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? When they come to a new course to try and discern exactly what's gonna gonna lead to success and i was yeah. looking through there's been very few events played in it but there was a, a senior tour where scott mccarran won um and he's very much a distance or accuracy off the tee and it seems to be the consensus that 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 being a long hitter will get you far here and i, I accept what you're saying it's not necessarily the par fives that i'm i'm thinking about when i'm when i'm going distance over accuracy but there's at least three very drivable path path um falls here um of 380 360 and 335 um and that maybe they might even move a tee up on another one of the slightly longer par fours it depends what they want to do with it um they said they've narrowed the fairways i was reading an article earlier around there's going to be as, as narrow as 25 yard fairways which will mean that lots of players um, miss the fairway, whether they're long or short. Um, and then it's just a question of what the superintendent does, isn't it? And that's the unknown that you're, that you're working with and the intangibles that you're just not going to know until Thursday. Because when you think back to, to Olympia Fields last year at the, um, the BMW where Ram beat DJ in the end, and it was almost like US Open, like wasn't it? The the rough was thick, it was hard and fast, and you could barely hold the green um, out of the rough. It's whether they want because that was seemed to be quite widely accepted as a as a good golf event. Whether they're going to take something from that and make it really tough, um, or if the the rough isn't grown, then it's going to be get it down there whether you hit the fairway or not. It doesn't really matter. It seems to be that it's going to play easy, um, or that's at least what, what a lot of people are saying, and birdies and better, and trying to make sure that your scoring low is important. But I just think you don't quite know, because of that Olympia Fields event last year, and because uh, it was quite widely accepted as a good event, I'm, I'm keen to see what they do, and maybe they'll make it a bit tougher than everyone's imagining. But I am going very much distance over accuracy. Um, I'll die on that hill if I have to, but, I mean, I've died before. So um, distance over accuracy, I'm looking at approach players always, birdies are better and scoring, and then a little bit of recent form. But what I have done this week is not be 100% led by stats, because I think that's a mistake I've made in the last month or so. And I mean, hands up, I have not had good picks in the last month or so. Um, I'm more than happy to accept that. So I do trust the process that I have, but far be it from me to not consider other variables if it's not working at the minute. So I've just had a look at the numbers and thought, actually, is that just too long a price? And if it's too long a price, let's not look at season-long stats or really recent stats. I'm just going to back it on a value um, from a value perspective, um, which which you've done recently and it's worked out really well for you. So, yeah, I've tried to look at it with a bit of a different lens as well as just looking through stats this week. Yeah, I've, uh, that's my mantra. I've always done that, though, Matt. I, I, I always look for value. Uh, you know, I could back John Rahm every other week and, and, and you know, Jordan Spieth and you know, Justin Thomas. And what, the only reason I backed Justin Thomas last week was I just thought 25 to 1, you, you're crazy. That guy's too good to be 25 to 1. I think there's a limit sometimes where these golfers get up into, uh, you, you know, uh, where you think, hang on a minute, that's just a bit too good. Um, but I'm always looking for. You know, I'm mean with my money, so I'm trying to, um, you know, make the most out of it. And so I, uh, that's that's always been my mantra. I make no apologies for it. I've, I don't go for favourites because I could. And and sure, why wouldn't I? When you well, when you look at some of them, you think, oh, well, he, of course he's going to be there. He's too good not to be. But um, I'm not. Yeah, 
it's just always the way I've, I've always been. I, I'm looking for where I think, like we've said this, we've talked about this before, haven't we? We just think, hang on, this these bookies, they don't really know any better than we do. We, you know, we, we've watched enough of this stuff to 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 think. Well, look, I, I love I love the term that you say. I, I, I'll pay to find out. Do you know, like uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a good term because. Um, uh, I, I think you know on some of these golfers, you, you will pay to find out. I'm happy to put a five or something, a tenner on something, um, uh, on a guy that's 175 to one or something. I'll, I'm happy to pay for that just to see. Um, and so that's why that that really grinds my gears with Hoagie because you know even at a place of 400 to one, you know that, that really hurt because that's the kind of value I I live for and to and to not have to to fade him because I've just got so sick of him throwing away just you can tell I'm still bitter <laughs> um, <laughs> you really can um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah but but point but point being um sorry I'm drifting off um the point being um yeah I'm I'm looking for value and so I'm that's what I've looked for this week I've I'm looked for golfers who I've thought okay I think he's and that's why the Eric Van Royen for me uh, is one I'm still kind of I'm still circling around and I'm I'm probably actually talking myself into it while I'm sitting here to be fair. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off uh, and uh, and uh, and crack on because um, I'm conscious that uh, we've got lives to live. So um, uh, my uh, my first bet for this week uh, uh, is um, is Keith Mitchell. Um, I, I just. I really like the way this guy's playing at the moment. He only just snuck into the to the uh, to the um, to the playoffs. He, Keith Mitchell is one hundred and seventy five um, one hundred and seventy five to one with Star Sports. I just think that's fantastic odds for this guy um, because it's actually based around what a lot of what you just said, Matt. I, he is a long hitter. He does like bent grass greens. He um, he, he he mashes up par fives. Um, He's he's a he's a big bull striker. Uh, he he plays kind of challenging horses, courses like Quail Hollow well. So if this is a matchup with Quail Hollow in terms of a comparison, then then I, I like Keith Mitchell um, and uh, and I really like him at one hundred and seventy five to one. Um, so uh, he's he's coming for me at a place recently at one hundred and seventy five to one. He owes me absolutely nothing, and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go on him again at one hundred and seventy five to one because I think this course could really suit him. Um, my next uh, uh, pick is Sebastian Munoz. Um, now, I think this guy's been kind of missed by the by the bookies a little bit because I just think he's a better golfer than I think they're giving him credit for. He's he he had another good finish this week. He finished high up the leaderboard. Uh, I think um, he's one hundred and twenty five to one with Star Sports. I I just think he's in great form. I'm picking Sebastian Munoz because. He's had a string of high leaderboard finishes in the last few uh, weeks, and all over the last three to four weeks, even longer. He's he's. I just think he's in great nick, and and sometimes when golfers are in great nick, I think you've got to go with them. And I'm looking for value, and I'm looking for golfers that are in great nick. He's got his tail up, as they say, and I and I just really like him. So I uh, as my next pick. My next pick is Kevin Streelman. I just like this the way this guy plays, and if this is as you say, if the superintendents do make this really nasty and and grow up this green, um, sorry, grow up this rough, Kevin Streelman has has shown a propensity this year uh, to to keep it straight and to keep out of trouble. He's had a, he's had a, some great um, displays. Uh, he had a great um, display at the PGA Championship uh, at, at a very very challenging Kiwa Island. 
Uh, he finished, I think he was fourth for somewhere like that. He was, he had a great, a great display. Um, I, 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 he's a hundred to one with Star Sports, and I just think, and of course, we're okay. He's not the longest hitter in the world, but he's he's very straight. He keep he, he seldom has a disastrous round. He grits it out. He's in a, he's in very good form this year. I mean, you're not at the FedEx Cup at this at this stage by not being in good form. But uh, his recent form has been very, very encouraging. He plays tough courses really, really well. And if they trick this course up and make it tough, I think Kevin Streelman could be a great a great look at 100 to 1. And my, my last bet is Corey Connors. Um, I, he's at 45 to 1 with Star Sport. And I just thought there was something I saw in Connors this the last week at, at Northern Trust when he went out and shot that um, 60... What was it the sixty-one um, on the um, on the the day before Cameron Smith hit the sixty? Um, Corey Connors, when he starts really, when he looks really loose and just, I think he's got one of the best-looking swings in golf. When he just starts to lock it in and just becomes really relaxed and just swings, just almost like it looks like he's swinging on instinct. Gee, he looks beautiful to watch, and he's and he plays some absolutely astounding golf, and I think. Corey Connors is in, in, in coming into he was a little bit out of form uh, over the last um, leading up to the last couple of weeks, but but I think he's I think he's back to finding something of his best form again. And once again, if it's a course where you have to keep it straight, Corey Connors ranks very highly off at Cressy off the tees. He he he, 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 he does well off shots gained um, from the fairway, and I I really like Corey Connors at forty five to one. So those are my four picks, Matt. And uh, it's over to you. Lovely stuff. So I, I have six this week, but and I realise that's possibly too many in a field of 70, but three are 100 plus. So I'll talk my shorter ones first, then we'll go through the, the slightly longer shouts. Okay. Um, number one this week is Mr. DeChambeau. Um, he scored really well on about 65% of his holes this week. And the others, unfortunately, were bogeys. So, I mean, he had plenty, plenty birdies, which is going to be needed this week. He just wasn't as tidy as I'd like him to be. Um, and what I'm hoping is that actually this week at the BMW, it's a bit of an easier proposition than Liberty National was. Because although the finishing score was 20 under, there was plenty danger out there. Those bunkers were were penal. And if you got it in the wrong spots, you could you got to get yourself in trouble. But... I really like Bryson for this course. He is incredibly long off the tee because not only is there those reachable par fours, all of the par threes um, are 200 yards and above pretty much. Um, but also there's a lot of those par fours that might be 440, 450, but there's bunkers to cover on dog legs and only the longest golfers are going to be able to get over those and set them up um, opposite opportunities to score. Um, if we look at his recent form, he's been 31, 8 and 33. But I think if you think about that eighth, he was actually leading um, at one point until like the, the back nine, wasn't he, where him and Harris English both folded. Um, he's third this year in birdies and better. Um, and he's number one in driving distance. And if you look at his really, really recent stats, his, his irons have actually been the improvement, the bit that's coming on for him. And he's 20th in putting this year, but putting is a massive strength of Bryson's. You only have to watch him put to, to do that. Even when he misses, he's never that far away. So I'm banking on long driving, getting in position, and then holding some of those puts. I just thought 33 was an absolutely enormous price. I think it's an overreaction to last week. I was expecting to see him um, closer to about 25 um, at best. So I'm more than happy to hoover up a bit of 33s in what I think um, is going to be a, a longer hitter's paradise. 
Um, number two on my list, and I almost don't want to say this, is Rory McIlroy. Oh! Yes, indeed. And I know, right, he was absolutely shocking at Liberty National. There was all of those positives last time out, and it looked like his irons were on fire, um, and then it all just fell apart, didn't it? But mm. I can forgive it. He's 28 to 1. That's at the point where you just have to bet Rory McIlroy, especially as a big corollary course for here is Quill Hollow, where he won less than mm. 10 starts ago. It's very easy to forget, right? Um, he's also got plenty format, other Fazio designs, and I think he he should really like this course. But the thing that tipped it for me, because I realised that I was writing down Rory McIlroy and, <laughs> and pressing the button on place bet on Rory McIlroy. But if, if you look at season-long stats, right, um, and if you could say there was a metric that Rory will be nowhere near the top of anywhere, it'd be putting, right? Because his put has been sh- terrible all season. If you look at just on bent grass greens, Rory McIlroy is seventh in season-long putting stats. That surprised me when I saw it. And if he is putting well, I believe he can get back to that iron play that we saw in previous starts. I can forgive him one out in. If he's putting well and if he's confident on bent, 28 to 1 could look absolutely enormous on Sunday. However, if he doesn't get his irons back, it could also look very silly. Um, and I'll have wasted all my money. But there we go. I, like you say, I will pay to find out because you don't often see 28s um, on Rory, especially at a course that I think fits him this well. Um, you know what he's like off the tee. He's long and he's accurate. He's an excellent driver of the golf ball. There are those unknowns with with his irons. And I'm hoping this putting is going to manifest itself as how he puts on bent, given latest performances that it remains to be seen. But Fazio design... Very similar to Quill Hollow and seventh in season long bent putting. I'm in on Rory McElroy this week. The next one was one that I meandered around my net. I was looking for someone sort of in this area of the market. And it's funny you mentioned about the value thing, because actually I really wanted to back Xander, but I can't back him at less than 20 to 1, not in this field. Um, but I went and ummed and ahed and I thought about it. I thought about going win only, but I mean, you've been burned by that with Xander, haven't you? Um, being mm-hmm. there thereabouts, but never, yeah. never crossing the line. Yeah, I've avoided him, actually. Um, and naturally, I've gone for someone who's never won before um, in Scotty Scheffler. But Scotty Scheffler has to be pretty much the best maiden on the PGA Tour. Yeah, I, I like Scheffler because he. I, I think he. I think it's a good shout, uh, Matt. I, I think Scheffler's on the edge of 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 doing something big at the moment. I, he's been showing some very very nice things in his form, so I, I I think that's a really good shout, mate. Yeah, I mean, coming from he's not too long ago, he was on the Corn Ferry Tour, right, where you have to just score in bunches and do well, and he's able to do that. He's sixth on tour in birdies or better. He's relatively long off the tee. His irons have been great lately, and actually, mm. despite the last. Four or five rounds, he's not been putting that well. He is a, an objectively a good putter this season. He's been, been putting really well. He's just not quite had it in the last few starts. He was 43rd at Liberty National, but if we forgive him that, he's finished 14th, 8th and 12th in his previous starts. And you only have to look at the major leaderboards for the last year or two. So he just plays well in good events. He seems to rise to the occasion in a better field, in a in a better event. So, yeah, 30 to 1 was kind of on the skinny side for what I wanted. Um, I thought we might have got a bit more of a reaction to last week. But I just think, again, he's a really good course fit. Um, and I think he's a knock in each way a bit. And I'm hoping he can go a bit better. Um, and definitely a bit more juice in it than Xander at 18s. Yeah. We move on to my Hail Marys, if you will. First one is Cam Champ. 
um, which I've covered a little bit already. Seventh in approach stats last week surprised me. Um, and actually, he's gaining strokes put in lately. Add that to his prodigious length off the tee. And I think it's a it's a course fit versus price that is absolutely worth finding out if he if he can hit a place again. With these, I'm kind of hoping that they place. It's unlikely that they'll win, but... Like you say, Camchamp came from nowhere to win the 3M, didn't he? And he won it really well. So maybe confidence is up and we can have a bit of that this week. Um, second one is someone that you'll be no stranger to um, listening to me talk on here is Charlie Hoffman. Um, just another one that I thought, hang on, 100 to 1. And I know it's the playoffs and it's very different to the events that he's normally really good at. Thinking back to Valero, um, Byron Nelson, places like that. But he's actually... He fixed the course quite nicely, I think. He played really well last week, too. Um, he was 17th in approach play um, at Liberty National, despite finishing a bit further down. Um, and he's been putting really well this season. And I just think he's got one of those sorts of games where as long as he hits greens, he'll do well. His around-the-green game isn't amazing. That's the bit that puts me off a tiny bit. But his approach play recently has been excellent. He showed that again at um, the Northern Trust. And his form is... D debatable because he's actually been off for ages. So he played a lot about a month or two ago. Um, and actually, he's had four or five weeks off before coming 21st at Liberty National. So I'm hoping that in that time, he's been working on his game because he was scratching around a bit before that time off. Maybe the hiatus has done him good. Uh, and he definitely looked like it with his performance, um, despite really ever danger in the top of the leaderboard. I thought he played really well. Um, so 100 to 1, more than happy to be in on him. Um, and the final one is Johnny Vegas. Um, I don't think I've ever bet on Johnny Vegas before, um, but he is another really long hitter. Um, and I think I am being a bit one-dimensional with my picks, but as I say, I'm happy to to die on my sword if I have to. Um, 125 to 1, I thought, was really long. Um, he's 30th in approach player this season, which is good. He did miss the cut, um, but I think that could be a good thing. Obviously, he's not had to stay at the course till Monday. He's definitely seen a lot more um, of Caves Valley than those who did play on Monday. And if we forgive him that miscut, his last few starts were 15, 16 and second, which, I mean, speaks for itself, really. I think it's probably definitely better than the majority of the players who are above 100 to 1. Um, so I'm willing to take a chance on Johnny Vegas. And it wouldn't be on brand for me if I didn't pick some shocking putters. And he's definitely one of them. He's pretty much the worst putter in this field. Um, and this field has Hideki Matsuyama in it. So that's going some. But there you go. My six for this week. Yeah. While you've been talking, I've... Uh, I've because I had two Eric Van Roy and the Sam Burns, I was kind of those decide between the two of them. I was umming and ahhing and umming, and I've decided I've fallen on the side of Sam Burns. So my fifth pick, I'm going to go Sam Burns. Is at 55 to one Star Sport because he's had a great run of form late lately. He lost in a playoff recently, um, and uh, he, he had a just it wasn't for a poor final round on Sunday. He was right there as well. So uh, last week, so I'm going to. Just listening to you talk about how much this course should benefit longer hitters, uh, that's made me go to Sam Burns. So I'm going to just throw him in my fifth one as well. I think that's um, a great shout. I, I considered Burns for a long time because he was really good earlier in the season, then seemed to have a very scratchy patch, but definitely yeah. in the form. So he finished quite high at the weekend. I, 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 yeah, he did. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he had a poor final round uh, on Sunday, uh, and uh, otherwise he was. Um, yeah, he was right. Yeah, he was right. Yeah, I actually had him as one of my picks last week, and he, um, as I say, he final round won over to finish tied for 21st on 10 under. Whereas, uh, as I say, if he'd done anything like he was doing the first three days, he was probably going to be in a, somewhere in the top five or six, um, mm -hmm. even maybe going for the win. So, 
yeah, I'm going to just fall, fall on him as my last one as well. So, um, okay, well, look, uh, I think, uh, as I say, that wraps it up. Uh, as I say, I think it's, uh, I'm going to just put it on your toes. Who do you think wins the FedEx Cup, Matt? And do, do, do you want the interesting answer or the dull answer? I want the interesting answer. Good. So I won't say John Rahm because I think he wins comfortably. Um, yeah. Um, if I was to look for a value bet for the FedEx Cup, I wonder if there's a market for this because I've not. No, actually... I, I I can't find a market for one. If you can find a market for one, I'd be I'd be very interested to to know. <laughs> uh, even if if you, if you even if you do find one, you can put it out on on Twitter. Uh, any listeners, um, uh, Matt's um, Twitter handle is f o r e underscore bet. Um, because I can't find one, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I know you can bet at the points, um, like the money list at the start of the season. Um, but I don't. How good would that be like for the last? I don't know, even the last ten weeks before the playoffs to actually have a have a moving market. You could trade it on the exchange. But yeah, might be really I really nice thought, to do. Yeah, I would have thought there would have been one, as you say, a moving market or some kind of uh, market for the FedEx Cup. I mean, it, I, I would have thought it'd been a great betting uh, pool, but no, yeah, I can't find one. Up. Yeah, my interesting answer, um, because forever on brand, I think Bryson DeChambeau wins it. He's going to win this week, and he's going to win at Eastlake. There you go, listeners. There you (laughs) go. You heard it here first. Bryson DeChambeau wins this week and wins the FedEx Cup. And Matt... (laughs) (laughs) If he does, I'll be a rich man. But there we go. And my interesting answer is Cam Smith. I don't ever think he wins this week, but I think he'll go all right, and I think he'll win the FedEx Cup. So there's two interesting long shots for the uh, for the um, for the FedEx Cup. Uh, but I think yeah, it's been as I say, I think it's wide open. Uh, you know, there's this, and then obviously then there's the the the, the actual last week uh, last week to go uh, next week. So it'll be a pretty fascinating sort of finish, I think. Um, and I think that's about it. Then I think we head on to the to the Ryder Cup, which will I think every that I just look at it, I just think, oh my God, it's not, I think the Americans are going to slaughter Europe, but I, I stand to be corrected, but uh, I can't see any other difference. Yeah, stranger things have happened, but it, it does seem that way. But Europe have a, a weird tendency of always playing well, even when um, yeah. no one expected them to, to begin with. So I, I very much look forward to the Ryder Cup. Maybe we can do some uh, some draft teams next week or something and th- say, think about who we'd pick on our teams. Because yeah, yeah. You know, Easier for the Americans, I guess. We can chat oh. more next week, but it's almost yeah. in stone their team. But I think the the Europeans is much more interesting with the vets versus rookies um, scenario. Yeah, yeah. The, the the big question is, do you bring Boone Viesberg in? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, look, thanks, Matt. Uh, as I say, Matt Phillips. Uh, thank you very much. He comes on every week and uh, follow him on Twitter. He's got some great, uh, great sort of put um, put some interesting stuff out through the tournament. Uh, thanks. Sponsors, um, as a star sports, a gentleman's bookmaker, and uh, good luck for everyone for all their punts this week. And uh, let's enjoy the BMW Championship. Absolutely, let's do it. Good luck for the week, Matt. Bye. Yeah.